Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about using WordPress to grow SaaS-based businesses. And joining us in that conversation is a couple of gentlemen that specialize in that. I'd like to welcome Matt Query to press this. Matt, welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. And Larry Volmer. Larry, welcome to press this. Thanks for having me also. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to talk about this today. Uh, this is an area near and dear to my heart. WP Engine is, in a sense, a, a SaaS company providing kind of a platform and services for WordPress. And so I've been involved with WP Engine for nine years and have experienced this also, of course, from my agency work as well, servicing clients. But really what we're going to be talking about is, well, when you're building uh, digital experiences in WordPress for SaaS companies, how do you use that as an engine of growth? And that's something that Matt and Larry both specialize in through their company ROI DNA. And so we're really going to kind of dive deep here today. So... uh, Matt and Larry, I don't know if you have like the same story or like different stories, but maybe Matt, I'll start with you. What, what, to <laughs> briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at ROI DNA, we really have been doing WordPress since we started 10 and a half years ago. Uh, we've, we've done every type of CMS system you can imagine, Drupal, Joomla as well too. Um, but pretty quickly in the first three years, we really standardized on WordPress because of the ease of use for marketers, the flexibility of development great plugins uh, that are tried and true, and as well as 
allowing our um, customers to have a CMS system that they can find resources for themselves eventually really easily. So we've been doing it for a long time. Pretty much 90% of what we do from CMS is, is uh, WordPress. Did you first start using WordPress in ROI DNA or had you used it before you started the agency? Barely touched it before they started the agency, but as we developed the dev team, uh, we standardized on it pretty quickly. I have a similar story from my agency days. I had used WordPress prior uh, in more substantial ways per se, but uh, really honed in on it um, after starting building out the dev team in, in, in my agency. So uh, Larry, how about you? What's your WordPress origin story? Sure, so at ROI DNA, I manage a team of web developers and engineers. But in 2002, I started my career as a web developer. And in 2005, I started working as a web developer at uh, newspapers. And this is a time where newspapers had to make the shift from just being traditional print to actually starting to care about digital. And the beat reporters had to start publishing their own blogs. So they were used to just you know submitting a story, went to the newspaper, and that was it. Now they have to produce additional content to support those new stories uh, via blog posts on the web. Naturally, that led us to WordPress and that started my WordPress journey and here I am today. Oh, I like it. I don't think we've had a guest yet whose origin story is rooted in the transition from print to digital media. I like that one, Larry. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah it was so, a hard one. <laughs> yeah, it's still happening even. Um, yep. Really interesting. I know we have a lot of customers on the WP Engine platform that have both the print and the digital publishing arms. So obviously WordPress is a popular choice for that. So I was wondering, and either of you can answer is fine by me, but like if you could just briefly tell us a little bit more about ROI DNA. I kind of mentioned how y'all specialize in supporting SaaS companies, but help me understand more about the company. Yeah, sure. I can start that. This is Matt. Um, so we started 10 and a half years ago uh, with a, a group of people that were tired of working with a-holes. So we've got a no assholes policy, but we are a full shop digital agency where we focus in helping SaaS companies with digital strategy, digital analytics, and digital marketing. So which really means we've been, we've been super lucky to work with some awesome, awesome clients. So like we run digital for AWS Marketplace, uh, we have Informatica, PagerDuty. Uh, we helped Box uh, and Dropbox grow. Dropbox grow from um, 40 to 800 people. Malwarebytes, we felt, grow from you know, 3 million to 125 million revenue. So we really become an extension of the customers we work with and really think of ourselves as part of those teams as well, too. So we're, we've been lucky enough to grow to about 60 plus people now uh, based out of San Francisco and Austin. But with the current situation, everyone is remote. All right, all right. You know, I have the same policy, Matt. Nice. Uh, yes. Definitely share those values. So let's talk a little bit then about you know some of the strategies that you use with your customers, and I guess just in general, as you see in, in the SaaS space. Um, again, I think this question's probably worked just fine for either of y'all, but how do SaaS companies typically use WordPress to go grow their digital presence or just their business in general? Like, what's the go-to move for WordPress? Yeah, so I'll start off and. Um, Really, when we start, we look at the go-to-market strategy these companies have, and, and the go-to for WordPress is really becoming that marketing layer where they can take the persona-based communication, uh, layer on some journey mapping and information architecture, and then really build out a bespoke WordPress instance uh, that's going to last for maybe from three to five years. So for us, it's, it's really about um, helping enable the companies with, you know, it, it, one, integrates with all B2B tools and B2C tools we use for all this stuff. Um, it really has all of the plugins you need that are tried and true for years to actually help you expand your, your marketing footprint. 
uh, and, and one, it really enables the marketers, you know, from a SaaS company to, to have, have control of their own destiny. And that's one of the things where we were looking at other CMS before, um, it was, is really kind of engineering dependent. You know, I think what WordPress offers for uh, most of the people out there from a SaaS company is like, okay, how can I enable engineering to do what engineering does well with the product side, but then grab them for the dev stuff I need, but also enable marketing to, to push as far as they can. Um, with the simple things that should be changes, like build a new page, add new content, roll out uh, even new plugins for some people that much. But for us, it really becomes a cornerstone of their marketing efforts to start. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. I often talk about how WordPress allows organizations to scale their innovation and their voice, right? Every idea yeah. is in a dev ticket, by sake of example. And I know a lot of SaaS companies, when they first start, will you know build out their website in whatever language their platform yeah. was written in, uh, written in, and every word, every character changed requires yeah. an engineer somewhere to, to answer a ticket. Larry, this question, I'm going to spin off this one a little bit, but this one would be more directed at you. So as y'all start working with new clients, like, I mean, it sounded like what Matt described was like the advanced answer. Like, yeah, we've got this bespoke model, we've got all this personalization layered in, but when you first start working with a client, like how, if they've used WordPress, what is it just for the blog? Is it like how, what's that kind of starting point if they even have one with WordPress? So there's kind of a couple barriers to entry there. Uh, some people have a negative opinion of WordPress because they just see it as blogging software. And as we all know, that's, that's completely false. To reiterate what Matt said, you know, we take a lot of pride in building very easy to use CMS instances inside WordPress. You know, we've kind of inherited a lot of sloppy WordPress installs and we've been able to fix them. And then users get to see, wow, we actually don't need a developer to enter content. Uh, you guys have been able to architect this in a manner that allows marketers to enter content and allows marketers to ask developers to build feature requests or fix bugs or improve performance, work on stuff that engineers are supposed to work on as opposed to paying an engineer to copy and paste content from a Word doc into a WordPress instance. The engineers love those tickets, don't they, Larry? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I call the soul crushing landing page oh, tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and as someone who's managed dev teams for a large part of my career, I know how frustrating that can be uh, to engineering teams trying to do cool stuff when they keep getting sidelined to do these other things. But it sounds like what you're saying is that a lot of these orgs are not using it, or if they are just in very simple ways when you first get going and, and you feel like it sounded like you felt like that was because they really just didn't understand what WordPress was and how do use it in a way to drive their business forward. Is that fair, Larry? Yeah, I think that's fair. And also, you know, they might have worked with a, maybe a freelancer or a smaller company to begin with who might have just thrown, uh, you know, a pre-made theme or a bunch of plugins at a solution that weren't really performant or weren't really easy to use. Uh, and, you know, we prefer to build everything custom when we can. And when we do that, it just makes things easier for the marketer or the content entry person or whoever needs to update a page or edit a page, delete a page, whatever. Uh, it makes it easier for them to do their job. Gotcha. So that's interesting. So it's not just the perception of WordPress as a blogging platform, but maybe even some experiences with less sophisticated folks who weren't really building what would, uh, that company needed to drive their growth. I want to get to my next question, which is always my favorite question, which is tell me what people do wrong. Tell me their mistakes. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm speaking with Matt Query and Larry Volmer about using WordPress to grow SaaS-based businesses. Right before the break, Larry, you shared some insights on how uh, SaaS organizations kind of get started using WordPress or level of sophistication and experience. I want to switch it up a little bit. Matt, I guess I'll go back to you. Uh, what mistakes do SaaS companies make when they use WordPress? Like, what do they do wrong? What's that thing to go look for if you're starting to optimize a SaaS companies' WordPress they, business? They pull a theme off the shelf and expect it to run their whole business. Um, so, as you know, WordPress has a bunch of sites we can go download the newest theme that's been you know put up for 40 bucks or 200 bucks or whatever that fits kind of some sort of shell idea of what your business is going to be online. And while it's great for very small businesses, if you have any uh, intent to scale or any intent to really grow into, in most companies we deal with, their Series A, B, C, D, you know, uh, 100 million ARR to all the way through IPO and beyond that. So when we look at those things, all those companies started out small. And I think the, the biggest mistake all of them do with a WordPress instance is picking that theme off the shelf and then trying to adjust and manipulate that theme into what they really want it to be instead of taking the time to build it from scratch uh, in WordPress, which works much better, especially when you have upgrades in a, in a system like uh, WP Engine or something that come naturally with it. Um, and, and taking that extra time to really lay out, you know, that, that communication um, journey mapping flow and in the information architecture. And then really, it's a little more expensive, but it's not that more expensive to build out a bespoke fit for your WordPress that's not gonna break. And I think that's the biggest mistake they do in the start. So obviously people can leverage themes as a starting point, right? Yeah. A lot of people will use sample or starter themes. And, and so it sounded like just using a pre-made theme might not necessarily be the biggest problem as much as trying to kind of con uh, optimize your business and your message to fit whatever the theme delivers. It sounds like what you're saying is that people should be purposeful with their WordPress site and not try to shoehorn it into uh, a starting point like a theme. Yeah, I'd agree. I think there's two things in that factor that the uh, one is you can take a WordPress theme. Like it's good, they're great to look at for references and they're great to look at for what you can build. I would still probably build it clean code to start anyway. Um, and so that that's take them as guides and, and, and kind of uh, maps. But when you implement them, it does come with a lot of 
you know, additional plugins that you don't need, things that can slow down your SEO and things to look at as well too. So if you do choose a theme, really look at how it's structured, really have someone evaluate whether or not all the plugins attached to that theme are necessary and evaluate how it's gonna affect your marketing. Yeah, which ones you wanna retain. You're talking to a big theme guy, I'm a big Genesis guy. Oh, cool. Uh, lead the Genesis business unit at uh, WP Engine. And so this is one of the things that we think about extensively in our themes is like, well, what are those starting points? What are the extensibility? Uh, but to your point, particularly with a SaaS company and particularly with larger companies thinking about like, well, if I'm going to use that jump point or, or am I going to go from scratch, but no matter what I do, I need to essentially build that kind of custom funnel for my business. Larry, what about you? What mistakes do you see when SaaS companies use WordPress? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Matt on that one. Uh, and just to kind of touch on a couple more facts, um, thinking about scalability, from the beginning, I think is very important. You know, you might spend six months uh, of workforce hours building out something from a pre-made theme, and then you experience a period of explosive growth and you realize you need to start integrating a lot of third-party marketing tools, maybe Salesforce, Marketo, HubSpot, Drift, what have you. And sometimes that stuff becomes problematic because the code is kind of already written for you. You're trying to log jam some things into places that they don't really belong. If you spend a little time customizing something right off the bat and architecting a nice advanced custom field setup within WordPress in the beginning, the, when you visit the second, third, fourth iteration of your website, you can go to market in six weeks with a new front end as opposed to six months because you have to rebuild everything. Uh, it, we could take the data from the back end and the custom fields and literally pump that into any WordPress page template or set of advanced custom fields so that, like I said, your time to market is six weeks, not six months. Right. So it sounds like kind of also that, that notion around like shoehorning your digital strategy into kind of a, a pre-made prescription for that and then not taking into account your, you mentioned scalability, which I thought was interesting because I always think like traffic volume, but you're also kind of talking about that through the lens and scaling your digital strategy, meaning am I going to be beholden to the way a certain plugin works? Is, is the content going to be extensible? Would you say that's true? Uh, very true, yeah. You know, there's a time and a place for those themes, you know, small to even maybe small and medium-sized businesses can leverage them. Like I said, if your business experiences a period of explosive growth, uh, you know, just think about that from the onset and it will save you a lot of headaches in the years to come. Sounds like someone who's had a lot of headaches along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this question, I guess, for either of you, um, what is the most unique way you've seen a SaaS company integrate their back end with the WordPress front end? So for example, on WP Engine, we'll personalize content on the website if they we know they're a you know, a customer from portal or by sake of examples, but like, what are the coolest or most unique ways you've seen people do stuff like that? Larry, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Um, so for us, um, kind of beating a dead horse here, sorry, but, uh, you know, I think building an easy to use CMS from the onset is the best way to make sure you have the most unique setup for your WordPress instance. As far as uh, some of the personalization stuff and account-based marketing and you know tools of that nature, I think Matt could probably touch on that. Yeah, sure. So I think from a unique perspective, 
we've actually had companies that have done the front end and back end on WordPress from the whole uh, SaaS based service application um, being actually a, a WordPress framework and, um, and automatically identified who's in from a login state. Uh, we work with demand base, Drift, Salesforce. So a lot of the personalization content stuff becomes automatic with our thinking because we're really thinking about account based marketing all the time. Um, and I think some of the new, most unique ones are really knowing okay, the identification of this company has come to your website and most likely it's one of three or four people and then serving up that content through a WordPress interface uh, with some B2B bespoke tools that you're using uh, in a way that really kind of leverages all the data you've had about that person so far and takes them on that next step of the journey. Those are, those are super fun for us uh, to see come to fruition. Um, one of the most exciting things I think that's integrating right now with most of our clients in WordPress as well too is Drift as a conversational marketing tool. Um, you know, for us, for me, I've, I've been in A-B testing. I was on Omniture's advisory board, customer advisory board for eight years between Omniture and Adobe for Target and Site Catalyst stuff. And the data and the A-B testing is near and dear to my heart. So seeing this evolution of conversational marketing that's just tied right into these websites really quickly, where I think is exciting from a new uh, evolution in WordPress where you can start taking data from the conversational marketing and have that populate uh, pages uh, that you have as templates. Um, and also a lot faster too. Like you, you mentioned at one point, they've that, um, you, you know, death by a thousand landing pages uh, or something like that. But uh, I think now we can actually fast forward conversations, have many more conversational marketing uh, pieces that are in the CRO land and have that inform new landing pages. We're even saving a ton of work of cranking out landing pages because we're not going to start cranking out ones until we know a directional conversation that's going to happen. So it sounds like from the high level, the idea there is that the kind of most unique ways you've seen is connecting that user's contacts with what they're experiencing and the messages they're receiving and conversations they're having on the WordPress site, but providing that kind of back in the context of the, um, uh, or, you know, in the context of the service they receive through the SaaS layer. Okay, that's really interesting. I have another side question on this. Uh, throw you a little bit of a curveball here. All right, um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. 
top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of our interview using WordPress to grow SaaS-based businesses. Matt, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about the most unique way you've seen SaaS companies integrate their back end. You talked about this notion of like uh, personalization, kind of understanding where the user is in their journey, delivering the right content on the WordPress side. Have you seen a lot of examples of folks like literally using WordPress as part of their SaaS, either for content management or the other way around where like messages that need to be delivered for the SaaS users are delivered on the WordPress site? Like yeah, I've seen, pages about pages. Yeah, I've seen clients inject, you know, content that's being pulled right into the WordPress site from, you know, unique identification layers of who they have as a customer on that site for sure. I think, you know, and that's that's we've we've been lucky enough to work with, I don't know how many enterprise companies in ten and a half years, probably a hundred. Um, and it's pretty it's really interesting to see like that um, WordPress from a CMS standpoint has been so flexible that, you know multi-billion dollar enterprise companies can use it uh, as well too and just drive through that. So I, you know, I think it's cutting edge for people to do that. You know, it's probably one out of a hundred marketers start to actually taking conversational marketing and pushing that automatically in. But what people are doing is taking, you know, the conversations that work and testing a bunch of conversations and then rewriting pages really quickly that they can push out instead of taking a hundred AB testing guest pages to start. Yeah, one of the examples we have at WP Engine is we have a feature called transferable installs where a developer, a freelancer, agency could transfer a site to a client. When the client lands on the page to accept the transfer, that page is in WordPress and it pulls in the agency's logo and things like that to help reassure the client they're accepting the right transfer. And this is kind of our, quote, unique example, but... Uh, I mean, I'm like pained to think of other examples like that where people are really pressing the edges with it. So I'm glad to be able to have this conversation with you all today. Uh, help share. If I can, yeah, please I'm, do. Sorry. If I could chime in with one point, I think uh, we're going to see, and we're seeing it right now, more and more of the reverse of this question. Instead of how are SaaS companies integrating their back end with a WordPress front end, how are they changing, migrating their back end to a WordPress back end? into any front end period with the concept of headless, which is a conversation for another day. But I just thought it was an interesting kind of take on that question. Yeah, I think, in a, of course, that's kind of what I was implying there, that uh, extensible nature of WordPress with the REST API, its extensibility, if you will. Um, and, and that's also interesting because there's headless, which most people refer to in the, in the jam sense. Um, but now, of course, we're also talking about it consumable by, by many things. But yes, I think we need to do another episode on that, not too far from now. Um, next question, though, uh, from the high level, um, what steps do you walk through a new SaaS company w- uh, with uh, as you're identifying the best place to start? Like when you have a new SaaS company as a customer in your agency, like what are the things you look for? How do you, how do you know where to get started with them? Yeah, um... So what we look at to start from the from this is 
one, if it's a new SaaS company, who are the personas we're going after and how are we trying to communicate with those personas? And that's primary decision maker, uh, maybe secondary decision maker, and then a tertiary influencer at max. And then we take a next step and say, what content do we need to align to those personas? And what do they need to see from the high level uh, of the, the website coming in to know that the key features of your product match what they're looking for, but also give them that uh, depth and breadth of the content that surrounds that without over inundating them with a Tolstoy novel on the first page. You know, it's really that nuance of, hey, this product's got what I want. Okay, I can dive deeper in these segments if I'm a, you know advanced user or something. I want to see that way deep in the weeds, they've got that information. And then from there, what we advise the SaaS companies on is, okay, that's your personas, your targeting. Now, how does the journey map and the information architecture have to be aligned uh, for each of those unique journeys? Uh, and how does that kind of connect to the other tools you have from your CRM tool uh, to the AV marketing tool to the rest? And then we say, okay, great. The WordPress outline for your site is going to be X, Y, or Z with the information architecture. Here's how each journey map works. Um, and then it goes to Larry's land of, of setting up the back end. Larry, you want to talk about the back end side? So for a developer or myself who manages a team of developers and engineers, it's kind of like a dream to have, you know, I don't have to make any assumptions. I get to focus on the dev side of things. You know, in the old days, you'd have a client come to you and say, hey, I need X, Y, and Z. And then as a developer, you have to make a certain set of assumptions that might not be the best because that's not your area of expertise. Matt is a professional marketer and our entire team at ROI DNA. They give me an entire roadmap, an entire journey. They say, Larry, execute this, this, and that, X, Y, and Z, A, B, and C. And I get to take it to my team, and that's what we get to build. And uh, I really I like doing it. That. No, yeah. no second guessing the specs. So really starting <laughs> with that persona, the, the user, and kind of taking it all the way through to the end and mapping it all out. So by the time your engineers have it, they can run instead of ask questions. I love it. I wish we had more time to go deeper, but we are at time. Thank okay. you so much, Matt and Larry, for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks a ton for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome. If you'd like to learn more about what Matt and Larry are up to, you can visit roidna.com. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.